This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mays, the Kicking Lawyer, and we're live for another Law Talk, so I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to join us. As always, if you haven't, please like, follow, subscribe to all of our content. We're on all social media platforms as well as uh, podcast platforms. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, etc. We're also on uh, TikTok, and that's where you can see Josh do all the dances, so make sure you go to TikTok. Uh, We've got a pretty good following over there. Um, and Josh hasn't clicked through my next lower third. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wonder Girl is out by N.A. The Band. Actually, their full album is out, and it's available for free on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your music. So make sure you check those guys out. They change it to where you can find it. It's just N.A. The Band, no slash or anything. And, of course, Michelle Allen, we were just talking about how great our mics are. She was the sponsor that got us these. She's been a longtime sponsor of the show, and she's your go-to in the area, a cry-like realtor and broker, and she can help you with anything in the real estate area. Mason's High Team Martial Arts is relocating right this second to a new, bigger, badder location in Covington. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. We'd be glad to help you with your martial arts journey. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located off the square here in Covington. Opens at 4 o'clock every day. He's got really good food and good drinks. Tonight we have trivia. Every Tuesday there's live trivia that myself and Josh will be running tonight. Uh, So that's a lot of fun. Come check us out there. And if you need any help with your online brand, presence, social media marketing, uh, websites, etc., Masonite Digital Marketing, we'd be glad to help you. Just visit masonitemarketing.com and uh, Josh will give you more information. So today my guests joining me are some um, actors and, well, they're both actors, actresses, and directors. It's Mr. uh, Courtney Calvin Sr., right? Yes. And Heather McLemore. Yes. And, of course, Heather is a longtime taekwondo student of ours and has her own martial arts school. And then she's directing Little Shop of Horrors, which is at the uh, Ruffin Theater, and they'll tell us about it. And I believe Courtney is one of the stars of the show. So why don't we start with this. When is the show? So we open Friday. This Friday. This Friday. You may have to get a little closer. Get about a fist so length from the mic. So we are uh, opening this Friday. The doors will open at 6.30, and the show starts at 7.30. How much is it to get in and it's all that? $15 a ticket. $15 a ticket. Yes, that's adults or them. children? It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, your tickets online now. You can buy them in advance on uh, at tiptonartscouncil.org. Cool. And so, Courtney, what's your role in the production? I play the plant. I am Audrey Two. Audrey <laughs> Two. So, do you play? I know it's a smaller version to start with, right? And then there's a big version. You're the voice for the whole. I am the little. Okay. The little plants don't talk. Okay, I don't remember <laughs> that. Sorry. Um. So as Audrey Two continues to grow throughout uh-huh. the the play, um, I provide the voice for the larger plant. Nice. And there's a huge one. <laughs> I provide the words for that one as well. And we and we have uh, Audrey here. We do. Yeah. We do. So there are four different puppets, and we have two puppeteers that help run these puppets that move them around to bring them to life. Mm-hmm. Is this your first production, Courtney? I've, I've been in some of the stuff up there, but I don't remember This is my first production at um, the Ruffin. At the, that's why I haven't mm-hmm. seen you then. So what else have you done? Oh, 
I've done some things at other theaters. Um, I have sung background for gospel artists um, in the Memphis area. I am a multi-instrumentalist. I play clarinet, saxophone, flute, keyboard, and I currently am a member of the Memphis Wind Symphony. Nice. Do you do gigs or anything? I will if you if you book me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, so at the cellar, I'm the guy that books the stuff at the cellar, and we have uh, live music every Friday okay. and sometimes Saturdays. And I'm always open to having new folks come in and uh, perform for us. So I'll have to get your stuff after this when we talk okay. about it. Yeah, Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> Sweet. Well, how has the – so with this all said, I've said this on here before because I was on the board for the Ruffin for several years and in several other productions and all that, very involved in it. Uh, and I love the place. The Ruffin's a great – but it needs money. It needs a lot of – so if you take the component that it needs money out, how does how has this experience compared with some of your other experiences? Um, it's a lot different. <laughs> Very lot of money. Yeah, we need a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know the cast always teases me because I'm like, um, oh well, you know, where's this? And they'll kind of look at me and they're like, hey, you're at the roughing. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like I'm, I'm used to this. And I'm like, okay, well, where are the mic belts? I'm like, what are mic belts? <laughs> so, um, other than the money component, it's been an awesome experience for me. Um, I was nervous. As far as auditioning, because mm-hmm. I kind of have an injury right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they're not going to cast me. And um, I auditioned. I didn't hear anything back. <laughs> sorry, I didn't I didn't hear anything back. And one of my good friends is also a part of the production. And so she texts me. She's like, hey, um, I was cast. Where are you? And I was like, I didn't hear anything back. And I was like, should I text this lady and, and ask her, like, did I make it? What did I do wrong? Was my audition that bad? Mm-hmm. And like 10 minutes later, I get a text from Heather saying, hey, oh, you didn't have to come back for callbacks. We already knew that, you know, you were cast for the role. Your audition was perfect. So I'm like simply elated that I even have the opportunity. The cast is amazing. It has been an amazing experience. Um, I'm working with some amazingly talented people from, I mean, top to bottom yeah sweet so. well i'm excited about it for everybody so uh heather i this is going to sound terrible oh. but my only experience with rocky horror not rocky horror um little, shop, little of shop of horrors is the movie the the one that had rick moranis in it yes mm-hmm. i watched it back i guess it was the 80s and it came out and, yes, and i vaguely remembered it so for people that aren't real familiar give them sort of a synopsis of what's going on in the show so we see uh seymour who lives in skid row it takes place in New York. It's the rundown part of New York, and this is a little flower shop. Seymour is an orphan, and he's been taken in by this older gentleman who's really not a very nice guy, Mr. Mushnick. He uh, secretly is in love with his co-worker. Her name is Audrey, who he names the plant after. Um, and after the plant comes along, the shop suddenly becomes successful. Hmm. But what they don't know is that the plant is actually an alien. <laughs> well, the, the, it doesn't talk in the beginning, right? The plant's no, just a plant. It, um, it eventually uh-huh. does talk, yeah. but not immediately, no. And Seymour, it takes him a while to figure out that the plant does all these who, things. Who did the puppets? Because they look, it looks good. So these were purchased. Um, I forget the lady's name that made them, but they made the rounds of some of the school productions in the area and such oh okay. and we actually remade pod three so uh-huh. you have never seen that one before <laughs> huh. I, so been... somebody else had did fronted the initial cost then to get them and then that's either, my understanding either loaned them or have rented them to the roughing or something like that so um yeah i believe that's what denise said is that uh, they had acquired the puppets and she didn't 
mention exactly how, but. Well, that's cool. They look good. They, I mean, it, this that's one's good. the smallest one, um, Pod 1. This is the first one we see that comes out in the show. You you uh, have directed several shows now with the Rough and Heather. How has this one compared? The, the cast I'm in, uh, ages are a bit different. My very first show ever was Frozen Junior, and it was all kids. So anytime you're working with children versus mostly adults, it's a big shift. Um, i got to honest, be honest with you. When it comes to attendance and being on time, the children were better. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. You're probably less likely to, to shoot yourself, though, when you're um, dealing with adults than the you adults, are with kids. The adults, they, um, they remember better. Mm-hmm. So when we're learning music, if we're learning harmonies, or learning choreography, they remember that easier and better, and we didn't have to repeat as often to refresh things. So the uh, I was going to ask you, you mentioned you play a bunch of instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's your favorite? Um, clarinet is my main instrument, so that's what I started on. So you got, I assume you did like band in school or something? Yes. Yeah. And then it probably church singing or whatever? Yes. At a um, very young age, I was uh-huh. showing Heather something I, from, I mean, I think it came out the womb singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 33. I'll be 34. Oh, okay. Well, you're older month. than I thought you were. So my son, Austin, is, I always talk about him on here because the NA, the band thing, uh-huh. my son is, is the A, he's Austin. And he's been, like you, he's very musical, plays several instruments, and uh, now has their band. And they run the guitar shop over here on, on uh, okay. Liberty. Anyway, uh, I thought you were the same age. He's 22. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Thank anyway, you. yeah, welcome. So I didn't know if maybe y'all had run in some of the similar circles with music, but apparently not. No. Yeah. So did you go? where'd you go to school? I graduated from Germantown High School. Um, I studied music at the University of Memphis, and I just recently graduated from Strayer University, and I'll be graduating from Strayer again this June. <laughs> Sweet. What degrees are those? Um, bachelor's of Business Administration. Okay, cool. Yep. What do you want to do with that? Just curious. Uh, it was just a degree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to be teaching by the time I, got um, you. You know, I finish. I have teaching gigs lined up, and I still have all my music credits from the University of Memphis, so mm-hmm. I'm going to use those and put them to work. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, well, so when I graduated law school, because you get a doctorate with law, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay my student loan. And so I, I had I couldn't work as a lawyer till I passed the bar exam, and that's literally months up to a year in the process, right? So I, to defer my student loan, I enrolled in Bethel again, which was my undergrad, to get an MBA just because I didn't want my student yeah. loan to vest. So I, <laughs> I got an MBA, but it was really just because I didn't want to pay my student loan. Right, so. I got you. Yeah, I plan on enrolling in the master's program. Even though I'm tired of school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I quit. Let's see. How old am I? 44. So I got done through the NBA. I was 34 or 5. So around the same age there. Yep. I got done with it. Yeah, I mean, school's good, man. Anytime you're learning. So <laughs> yeah. uh, do you sing in this play? I do. Sweet. Oh, yes. And I'm not going to put you on the spot because I know you mentioned you were nervous earlier. And Heather, of course, doesn't get nervous. And so... <laughs> Uh, but you're you're welcome to serenade us if you would like with something, anything you want. So give people a taste of what they can look forward to. Um, it, it doesn't have to be this, or it can be. It can be it whatever can be you want to do. Like. I can sing something to give you a taste of Audrey too. Okay, let's do that. Um, feed me. Sure. Okay, I have to get her permission. Okay. <laughs> feed me, Simo. Feed me all night long. That's right, boy. You can do it. 
Feed me, see more. Feed me all night long. <laughs> Cause if you feed me, see more, I can grow up big and strong. That's so. really good. good <laughs> Thank you. I'm, look, I'm always really impressed with people that are have any musical talent, and that's really good musical talent. I can tell what it runs there. My, I can hear it. It's interesting. I can hear, like, I have an ear where I can tell when people are on or not, mm-hmm. but my instrument's not like that. <laughs> so when I sing, I'm like, ooh, that's that's terrible. So yeah. anyway, I have a lot of respect for people that. Thank uh, you. And then I did piano for a year or two and hated it. And uh, they wanted me to play all this classical stuff, and I wanted to play like Jerry Lee Lewis. And, <laughs> yeah. and so I just never had a knack for it. So yeah, it's anyway. a different beast. Yeah. Well, that's very that's very impressive. Thank you, you. What is that considered a bass? Uh, what are you? I can sing tenor, baritone, and bass. Okay. So I do that throughout the show because mm-hmm. I'm also in another scene. Okay. So when they asked me, hey, what are you singing? I was like, whatever you need me. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a minister of music, so okay. um I've directed choirs uh, throughout church. I was the district youth leader at my old church for many years, and I've just my hand has always been in music. So, yeah. well, it, it sounds like from the singing that it was very lucky that the Ruffin has him there. <laughs> like he said, we didn't give him a call back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, are, are there the other people singing? And that's a musical, yes, right? It is a so musical. everybody sings except for the puppeteers. Well, why don't you go through some of the cast people can expect to see? All right. So we have um, our Seymour is Cade Forbes. He is an old hat from Ruffin when he was younger. He's been away at U of M, and he is returned for our show. He's getting ready to graduate, actually. Then we have uh, Miss PJ Charnock. And her son, Noah, trained taekwondo mm-hmm. at your school, and I was still working there. Um, and she's playing our Audrey. She's also um, she's also a recording artist. Mm-hmm. Then we have, let's see, oh, William Mashburn. He's been in several productions at the Ruffin. He's our mushnik. Oh, who else did we? Um, oh, well, I, I always get. <laughs> I don't want to leave you hanging, because I realize that when I put you on the spot like that, it's hard to come up with. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not a very big cast. No, it's not. We have. Your um, urchins. Our urchins, oh, they're fabulous. So Miss Sydney Sutton came to us, and she's done theater all over the Memphis area. She's never been to the Ruffin before, and she came to. Um, she's coming from Memphis. She's driving in with Cade, and she is so good. Her, uh, she's playing our Crystal, which is one of our urchins. We have Miss um, Jada Miller, who is returning to the Ruffin stage. She's from Ripley, and she's still in high school. She was in The Lightning Thief, and she's phenomenal. Then we have a new face, Miss Talia Dixon. She's a student at Brighton High School, and she's in the choir there. And this is her first show ever. David. David. David Fox. So I've mentioned him so many he times. He was in Rocky Horror. He was. Yes. He, <laughs> he was in Rocky this year. He was the lead in when I directed Puffs last year. Mm-hmm. And David just continues to amaze me as an actor as he continues to grow. Yeah, he, he's a good dude. He's uh, a beast. In- I don't know if they told you that I was in Rocky Horror until I tore my hamstring off the bone in the performance. I heard about that last night. <laughs> oh, did you? Yes. So my son did the splits out on stage during the costume contest, and so Jerry comes out to do it with him, and his shoe gets caught. Well, I, I had some people. Here was the frustration I have because I know some people would think, first of all, uh, the split. Some people think splits is impressive, right? Then some people think, why at 44 are you doing the splits? Because I'm 44. Because you can. 
Yeah, but I've always done it. It's not like a question. This is like you singing, right? Yeah. Like it's not like you turn it on or off. I've just always I've done that my whole life. So the frustration I had is when this happened, I got all the whole, oh, you're so old. It was an, it was an accident. It was an injury. Her, yeah. her son, they had been students of mine for a long time, and he was dressed as Rocky. He was. So I was like, oh, it'll be a great photo op for him that his instructor's instructor is doing the splits with him dressed yeah. up. So he does the splits, and I go to get in the splits. And when I did, the foot just got stuck. And I was very aware of it, like a very, co- cog- uh, very cognizant of what was going on. And so as I'm landing in the splits, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pivot this way so my foot will go around whatever this obstacle is on the stage. Well, it's a rubber-soled shoe. I was wearing these gold Converse, and, and it didn't you know, move. the stage is not flat. Yes, it's not. It's not. So <laughs> I went to move, and as I shifted my weight, my 230 pounds just blew that hamstring off the bone. I could tell and it was painful. I, was I landed in the splits and knew I had a serious injury. I thought I had broke my tibia. Yeah. And so it's in the it's in the intermission when we're doing the costume thing. So it's still half an act to go, the right. second act to go for the show. So I pop up. And hobble off and kind of play it off like, oh, I'm an old Rocky and he's the young Rocky, just trying to like not look like I'm hurt and then collapse in the back. And I, they come up and I'm like, my leg's broke. I'm broke. Got to figure something out. So then they pivoted and they had uh, the guy that was playing Eddie yes. step in. I threw him my shorts. And so he, he steps in but knows none of the lines are songs. And they had somebody else, I think, on a mic reading the songs. So it was a big ordeal. But <laughs> yeah. that, that you know could quite possibly be my last performance. Right, because your big choreography moment was in Act 2. Yeah, and my son ended up through the week training with the cast to get up to speed, uh, Jude, and he's 17. And he stepped up and played. He sings really well, too. He's a bass. He okay. He sings. It was so amazing because when I would do the songs, it was more comedy. Because uh, in Rocky for me, because I can't yeah. sing, right? So I would do the songs and it'd just be make fun of me, the guy running around in speedos. <laughs> but uh, when he sang, it sounded it was beautiful. It's yeah. I had never heard those song the Rocky songs specifically the character Rocky songs sung well. So yes, because Judas phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I know he used to do car karaoke with me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so will you be doing more um, plays with the Ruffin? You think? I hope so. Yeah, do you live around here? I live in Millington. Okay, well, it's not that far for you then. Nope. You can hop down this way. <laughs> What's uh, Heather, also, before I forget, can you tell everybody, and I, I, even when I was on the board, I was terrible at telling them this, where they can go to either buy tickets, support the rough, and see the upcoming shows, et cetera? Yes. So you can go to the website, and you can go, it's tiptonartscouncil.org. So that's O-R-G, it's knock.com. Um, you can find it just as easily by Googling it. You can become a patron where you can get tickets for the season. Um, you can support by buying ads for the playbills. You can support by buying tickets to come see the shows. They take donations. They're always needing volunteers for different capacities, cleaning the, the place, uh, concessions, ticket booth, um, people to help organize the prop room. There's no amount of Oh, and, and if you have <laughs> any... Uh, like general contractor skills, yes. electricians, plumbers, uh, maintenance, any of that stuff, they really need volunteers for that stuff. Yes. That place needs a lot of love. And uh, I, I've said this many times before, you know, it's a huge asset to the community to have something like that. We don't have a lot that supports the arts. And one of my personal goals with all these businesses I have is to have a really good arts sort of music vibe culture here on the square. I want it to be almost like a midtown arts district, but here in Covington. And so the Ruffin, I think, is an instrumental part of that to have music acts and and live performances and uh, plays and whatnot. So, but but it needs people to help support it. If you so, if you have any itch 
to help a community uh, do some community support stuff. It's real easy. Like even the concession stand stuff's easy. You just sell the stuff. You know, taking up tickets, take up the tickets. Um, just any of that. And if you don't want to give to your time, you can give your tithe. You can give them some money, and uh, that'll help too. Yes, we always need money um, for the arts here in Covington. Um, I've done several shows at the Rough Inn. I would love to do shows at other theaters, but this one's on my way home. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, so let's go back to your character real quick. Yes. The and I, this is I apologize in advance because this is just off memory of the movie. And, and I would like I, I would like to say I'm gonna come see the show. I can't this weekend though. I'm out of town. But the next weekend I may be able to come watch you guys. Oh, you should. It's um, phenomenal. And I try to see all the shows, so I, I wouldn't want to miss this one. But didn't the character like sort of evolve into? I don't want to give it away, but become kind of evil. Is that not right? This He's evil. Yeah. So <laughs> was that a struggle for you to play a part that's bad? Um, no, because I'm off. I'm backstage. So okay. this is the first role I've ever had where I'm off stage singing. And yeah, I, but still, if you're playing, if you're speaking, the you have to sort of get into that character even off stage. It's, to me, that's even harder. You know. I don't know. It was easy for me. I'm, uh-huh. I'm a big fan of the movie. Oh, okay. So, um. My castmates make it much easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I said, we we work as a team. Um, the young guy, the guy that plays um, Seymour Cade, uh-huh. that's really who I kind of interact the most with. He makes it fun. He makes it easy. So we get on stage. We we collaborate with each other and we knock it out the park. Cade <laughs> brings great energy. He does, and then you guys just kind of feed off of each other, yep. and it's. It's wonderful. Well, um, I'm and obviously with Courtney here, I'm sure that Courtney's a standout performance. But is there any other performances that y'all think are just they really need to people need to really pay attention to? Orin, Orin, the dentist. Uh huh. The dentist. Uh, David is the sweetest kid I've ever met. <laughs> He's 18 and he comes out there and he plays the dentist so well that you forget that David is so sweet. Well, he did that with Rocky Horror. Well, he was playing. Uh, what was the role you played? It was. It? it was my. Uh, I originated the role back in 2019 and yeah. 2020, and yeah, so he and, stepped uh, into my shoes. He did a good job playing that role. Yes, he's hilarious. He'll he'll go and do his part on stage, and then he mm-hmm. goes backstage. He's like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to call you that. I didn't." Mean, and we're like, "Hey, we're acting." And so the um, PJ who plays Audrey, she has to tell him, "Hey, it's okay to we're acting. You can call me this." And he's like, "I don't want to call you that." He feels so so. He's Weighs in heavy on him, mm-hmm. so it's a little difficult difficult for him to be mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. So, uh, did y'all base any of this on? Was it sort of the movie, or is there a pr- play production that you sort of was inspired by for this well, this take on it? We took inspiration from several different avenues because the original story is from the 1960 movie mm-hmm. that was done by uh, Richard Corman, I think his name was, and they call it the best movie that was ever shot in two days, though it took them a little longer than two days. Uh Um, And the story's a bit different because it was set in L.A., but you still had Seymour, you still had Audrey, you still had Mushnick in the floral shop, Uh, but it was just one of those terrible, horrible black comedies. Like, it was really dark. Um, You know, obviously the plants eating people. Well, if it came out in the 60s then, was it like one of those... uh those horror films they did that, you know, you had the creature from the Black Lagoon yes. and the, all those, like, sort of campy. Yes, it's very campy. And then, uh, so, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman wrote a musical for the stage based off of that movie because uh, Howard Ashman was a big fan of the movie. 
they came together, they wrote the music, they used the music as an inspiration for their work on uh, The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear some of the tunes that sound very familiar if you love Disney and you maybe aren't haven't aren't as uh, versed in Little Shop. And then we had the 1986 movie with Levi Stubbs, and every time Odd Courtney sings, I get the, <laughs> oh, that's Levi Stubbs vibes over here. <laughs> Um, and he was the lead singer for the Four Tops. And then we have all these little references to things from the 60s. The urchins are all based off of girl groups, like uh, the Ronettes. Mm-hmm. And then we have just certain terminology from the 60s that, and some that are not from the 60s, like you have Mrs. Shiva. She's the biggest funeral account. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you're grieving, um, for the Jewish community, you're sitting Shiva, which is just one of those jokes that's in the show. And there's little little nuggets like that that are all throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we just kind of took inspiration for this, that a couple of the other uh, stage productions that I saw, I drew some inspiration from. Mm-hmm. So on the music, and I go back to you because of your musical background, and I, I apologize for always talking about the music, but I'm really big into that. We're trying to open a book and record store with a recording studio up here, okay. and we're going to have a stage there. My son's uh, guitar place has a stage. We have a stage at the cellar. Uh, and we're trying to have the Ruffin obviously as a stage. We're trying to have places, a lot of places for music. But I always find it interesting with musicians about what your inspiration is, like what artists you look to over the years as that's sort of the type of musician you wanted to be. Who would have been an inspiration for you over the years? Oh, that's a long list. <laughs> um, like I said, I started singing in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the gospel recording artist. Her name is um, Sharonda K. Mitchell. Mm, uh, maybe um, she is simply amazing and i have tapes vhs tapes with the vcr <laughs> that's how old i am of her you know directing us as children in the children's choir and mm. then her dad or stepdad played the organ so and i also had family members that played instruments so that's where it started my dad is actually a singer mm-hmm. um he was in a gospel group my mom can't sing a lick <laughs> Um, and so that's where I kind of got the initial inspiration. And I always knew that I would do music. Um, once I got my hands on instrument and the proper teachings on how to play them, oh, it was, I was like, okay, look, I got the clarinet. I want to play saxophone. My dad's like, no, you can't, you can't play both. And the band director was like, you know, one day, you know, he's going to be asked to play both or maybe more. So um, my dad bought me alto sax. I started to play berry sax. Um, I played bass clarinet. I play, taught myself how to play the flute. And as I got older, I was getting gigs, and people were like, hey, what do you play? And I was like, I play, um, I'm a woodwind player. Um, can you bring the clarinet, the saxophone, and the flute? And I've had gigs where I'm literally the only <laughs> you know, wind instrument there, mm. and there's a keyboard player and a drummer. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, oh my God, the list goes on of people who have inspired me. Like, I, I love a lot of different artists and I love gospel is like deeply rooted. Yeah, yeah. I did when I did shades of grace, I was the uh, lead singer for that group. I took inspiration from Fireflight and Flyleaf and skillet because they were all Christian rock groups. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was what we did. We did yeah. Christian rock. Yeah. I, so I, I, I'm weird. If you look over there, there's a bunch of records, right? So I've been buying stock already for this book and record store we're going to do. So what I do to relax, and this is uh, one of the most unmanly things I probably do, but I like to have a vanilla-scented candle, 
And then I like to have Motown playing. That's what I've been doing recently is a whole yes. lot of Motown. Temptations and oh, stuff like that. Oh, then you love the show because a lot <laughs> yep. of the music is Motown. Oh, yeah, then I would. Yes. So, I, But I've only recently sort of discovered for me Motown. Like I've listened – I grew up – when I was a kid, uh, I listened to rap, like gangster rap all right. the time and it was sort really? of well, yeah, yeah i was on a i was on a black dance group for five years was. I, did. Okay. I was on a hip-hop dance group he was a crisp eugen yeah so a uh, part of it though i think was almost rebellion against my parents they were just listening to the old school country music and as a kid i couldn't stand that mm-hmm. so then i come full circle i listen to like easy and all this ghetto boys and stuff and then that morphed into my later teen years i got sort of into aerosmith and then as an adult, I started listening. And then now, when I got in my 30s, I started listening to old country music. I was listening to like George Jones mm-hmm. and Conway Twitty. But I'll listen to just about anything. So, uh, And I like go through, depending on my mood, the music is very important, I think. Yep. And uh, I try to really appreciate different artists and music. Like, especially Austin, my son. He likes uh, a stink, things I would have never listened to if it wasn't for him. Like, Alan Stone is his favorite guy. I don't know if you're familiar with Alan Stone. He's out of Washington. He's not gotten as popular as I think he should be. But, um, man, his song, Unaware, you'd have to listen to it. If you're big into music, you would probably appreciate it because yeah. the range he has and the music, the instruments they have is is uh, very impressive. But, you know, I think people miss the boat when they get close-minded on different genres of music. Mm-hmm. And I think it can really help you grow as a person to be open to that. Yep. So, um, and I've listened to gospel too. It's funny <laughs> you talk about gospel. My son has this album, right? That's we were just talking about. It's out on this on all the platforms. Well, my my phone when I'm listening to it because you download it, it's it's free. You just go to any of your your uh, playlists and you can download it. Anyway, go ahead and download it. The cool kids have. I've got it. I've got it memorized the whole thing. But it'll auto play somebody after, right? So it, it recommend it'll auto play something that it thinks is in the same genre. So it, it, the first time it was auto playing Christian music, you know, mm-hmm. that was right behind theirs, which I was like, I kind of see that. But then recently it's been auto playing like hard rock, <laughs> ah, just like it's crazy the, that that's what it feeds yeah, it to gone me. To rock but. Or did it go straight to metal? I was more metal. Yeah, it was more metal. And uh, matter of fact, Madeline and I were listening to it, and uh, it the album finished, and the next song was that, and she's like, "What is this?" Yeah, and I, like, it I get teased all the time. Um, with my first refund check when I first got went to college, I bought yeah. an iPod, and it has over fifty thousand songs. So even to this day, I don't listen to the radio. I listen to whatever mood I am. And like I said, my dad with him singing in a gospel group. Yeah, on the radio was always on one hundred three point five, uh-huh. which is the old school station. Uh-huh. So I'll be at school. Was that the river? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would be singing like the Temptations or Heat Wave. Yeah, yeah. And my friends were like, well, what are you thinking? You know, <laughs> and I knew the other artists. It's just the old school stuff sounded so much more yeah. better to me. And even now, I'll tell my kids though, I said, if you listen to a lot of these new rappers, they sample things from mm-hmm. older artists from years. I said, they even sample classical music. Yeah. And they're like, no, you just like old people music. And- well, well, a new experience that I have found with these records, and this is why I recommend that people consider uh, getting back into them, is what I'll do is I'll pick a record, and it could be an artist I know or don't know. Uh, you know, there are a lot. I try to get vintage ones that are really old, and I'll play it. And what's interesting is a lot of us will have heard the main song on it, you know, the single or whatever mm-hmm. they had. Right. But there's a lot of gold in there that you're missing if you don't listen to the whole album. So I let the whole album play both sides, and and I tell you one thing that was a surprise. Uh, I could, I could, if we had more time, I'd even play it for y'all because I was very surprised by this. So I, I spent a lot of money and bought the original Prince single, Purple Rain. Okay, because I was a big, yes. I'm a big Prince fan, and it's purple. So and it's a single, like a, it's like a 45. My dad right. has that one. Oh, does he? <laughs> so I, I had to buy it, but I didn't have it. So anyway, 
so the the purple rain, rain of course, is great. But you flip it over, and man, I don't know what he was smoking on that second song. <laughs> but that B side, I've never heard it before, and I realize why because it's it's literally him just like squealing. And there's a little guitar in the background. It's it's real weird. But even then, that is a whole new experience. That's Prince, you know? Yeah. Right. You talk about a, a talented songwriter. And I'm a huge Michael Jackson. I'm a huge Michael Jackson I, fan, Michael too. Michael Jackson over Prince any day, but yeah. I like Thanks. them both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael uh, Jackson over Prince. Yeah. I, like 20 years ago, I would have agreed with you, but man, Prince, something about he, him. Prince has some hits. Michael, I just everything touch. Michael Jackson yes. came out. <laughs> I mean, everything he touched. You mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it, this is going to sound bad, yes. but I, I just feel like Prince's is, and you would know better than I would, both of you would, but I feel like Prince is more musically talented. Like, it's more diverse. Like, his... Uh, his book of music. I, I have to think that may be the worst take you've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> because Michael started as a kid. He did. Y'all need to look up the on, uh, it's on YouTube. There's a video where I think it was James Brown was doing a, a concert. I forget where he was, but it just, I think it's in New York, but it just, this, this, this video is on YouTube. Anyway, it just so happened that uh, Prince was in the audience. And he's like, we got some famous people here today, and uh, I want to recognize Mr. Prince. And so Prince gets up on stage and is playing the guitar, and also Michael Jackson is in the audience. Oh, wow. So then he's like, I also want to recognize Michael Jackson. And they both get up there, so you've got James Brown and Prince and Michael Jackson do an impromptu little concert. And uh, Michael Jackson's hee-heeing and, right. and, and, <laughs> and dancing, and Prince takes his shirt off, and he ends up knocking over a, they had like a, a stage light, like a, a night uh, a light post right. that was there. He ends up getting up on top of it, and it falls over, and playing his guitar and stuff. It was, uh, I couldn't, I was just thinking, could you imagine if you had been there when that happened? That would, you know? have, been, that would have been quite the experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had famous people people perform on the Ruffin stage. We have. Like Elvis Presley performed on the Ruffin yes. stage. I like Elvis. Yeah. Legend says he was there. Yes, allegedly. I think Jerry uh, Lee Lewis performed on it, too. I hadn't heard that one. There was a lot of those, uh, that time frame there, especially from, um, what's the record company in Memphis that was real popular? Oh, gosh. Everybody Goes is a tourist attraction now. Sun. Sun Records. Sun, Sun, Sun Studio, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, a lot of those artists, I think, came through because they had that kind of the circuit that they did. Right. So, anyway, well, I'll quit talking about music. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, tell us one more time where to get the tickets at, uh, when the show is, name of the show, et cetera. All right, so it's Little Shop of Horrors, and it's at the Historic Ruffin Theater here in Covington, Tennessee. You can get tickets right now on tiptonartscouncil.org. That is tiptonartscouncil.org. Uh, the show dates are March 3rd, 4th, 5th, 10th, and 11th. Um, well, I really hope to see you there because we have worked too hard for there to be no butts in the seats. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I should have said when we were talking about how to help the community or help the Ruffin come to the shows. Yes, come yes. to the shows. Yes, you need an audience. The the people that are performing and put all this effort in, that's the feed, That's the payoff is the people show up to see the work. They do, and so. I think the big, one of the biggest misconceptions, some new newer theater goers uh, have is that they think it's not okay to clap and cheer or laugh and it is okay please make all you know please make noise during the show it the audience doing that lets the um lets the cast know that you're enjoying it yeah yeah so uh, that's how to get information on the show how do they get uh information on you guys individually if they're looking you up um you can find me on facebook 
My name is Courtney Calvin Sr. I don't really advertise the music as much, but mm-hmm. people who know me personally will be like, hey, I referred you to somebody, but um, I'll leave you a card or sure, something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I get people tell me all the time, hey, we need you to make another page with all of the stuff that you do. Yeah. Because I have a business on the side as well. And yeah, my hands are just everywhere. It's <laughs> good. That's good. Um, I'm interested to see on this for you specifically. It's an observation I've made on the show many times. Part of the whole catalyst for this book and record shop with the studio and part of the reason I'm so involved in the music acts around here is what I have found is a lot of times the most talented musicians are not good at selling themselves. They're so good at the talent. They don't they don't even focus on how to monetize that. You know, yeah. like to, but since That's you've true. got now training in business, I'm curious to see if you make that leap um, as a business guy and a very talented uh artist thank you (laughs) and so where to find you heather all right so you can find me in a few different ways i uh i run a mommy blog martialartsmama.com um you can find me on facebook and instagram which is where i am constantly posting um then you can find me at my martial arts studio at excelsior martial arts in millington tennessee that is excelsior with uh leave the e out at the beginning so it's just x-c-e-l-s-i-o-r um, we've been open for over a year now. Uh, that was our big milestone so after we opened uh, in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so uh, we're still kicking. That's right. We're Keep kicking. kicking. Good. <laughs> well, uh, Heather, Courtney, thank both of you for being here. It's very you. nice meeting you, you and too. talking with us. both of you. Good luck in the show. Uh, I would say break a leg, but somebody <laughs> told me that, and then that's what happened. <laughs> And I thank you guys for your time today. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to us across platforms. We're on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. And, of course, we're on TikTok. That's our favorite place to go. You can get uh, pretend legal stuff and watch Josh dance. It's a lot of fun. I do want to thank Michelle Allen. She's our longtime sponsor. And, uh, again, Josh, you're just not fast enough with her. (laughs) She's our longtime sponsor. And uh, if you need any information, really on anything, but especially on real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. Go back to N.A. The Band. N.A. The Band has their album out. It's Wonder Girl. Uh, the, 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 actually, that's the single. The, the name of the album, I think, is um, Inside, Inside Your Head my or head. Inside My Head. Yeah, Inside My Head. So download it. It's free. You download it for free. Please do that to support those guys. Mason's Martial, Mason's Hockey Team Martial Arts in Covington been open since 93. We're celebrating 30 years in business this year. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com, and we'd be glad to get you guys kicking. And, of course, the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar located in Covington. I will be there here just shortly with Josh. We'll do trivia tonight. We have live music every Friday. Open seven days a week. Opens at 4 p.m. You can check us out at CellarTN.com. And, of course, if you need help with any of your online branding, social media marketing, websites, etc., Josh will help you at Masonite Digital Marketing. Just visit MasoniteMarketing.com, and uh, he give you more information. Which, which apparently everybody here lately has. <laughs> good. That's good. That's what you want. Very good. That's yeah. how it works. Well, thank you guys for watching. We'll be live again next Tuesday, hopefully, for uh, another Law Talk. Well, I hope you have a good week, so keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.